Welcome to As the Season Turns, a podcast following each month of the year. As the hedgerows change, the full moons come and go, and nature takes its course in the garden. I'm Leah Lander, as a nature writer and author of The Almanac, A Seasonal Guide. And this podcast is brought to you by Fern, makers of small-batch organic natural perfume, who blend, barrel-age and bottle four fragrances a year, released at the equinoxes and solstices. We hope that this brief guide to what to look for in the month ahead will awaken you to the rhythms of the year and help you, in the words of the poet Ray Carver, settle deeper into the seasons. I can't quite believe that May is really here. For me, May is the best month, the most gorgeous, the month when late spring eases into early summer. The sun starts to really warm, the birds to sing and the bees to buzz, and the sky above my house is suddenly filled with glorious, swooping, screeching swifts, apparently delighted to be back after their long winter in Africa. Everything becomes easier in May, and the countryside looks completely beautiful, fresh and young and perfect. As a writer of annual almanacs, I have another reason to love May because it's not just me that sees something special in this month. Historically, it has always been a month of magic, of fairies and May Dew, Jack in the Green, May Queens and Robin Hood. There are some months, which shall remain nameless, that I can struggle a little to fill, that require not a little creativity to find content for, as for various reasons there is just not that much folklore connected to them. But I could fill an entire book with May alone, and I have no idea how many folk songs begin it was in the month of May, but I can tell you that it is plenty. May lives large in our imaginations, and you only have to look around you now to understand why. The Naming of May Saitan in Scots Gaelic, May in Scots and Ulster Scots, Bialtina in Irish Gaelic, Boaldin or Toshacht Sauri in Manx, Mai in Welsh, May in Cornish, and Mai in Gerier. There are several distinct origins to the names used for this month around the British Isles. Some, just like May, are clearly derived from the ancient Roman month Maius, named either after Maya, the goddess of spring and fertility, or after the word for elders, Maiores as suggested by Ovid. But Irish Gaelic Bieltana and Manx Boldin are derived from Beltane, the Gaelic May Day Festival. It was one of the four Gaelic festivals that mark out the seasons, along with Imolc, Lunasa and Samhain. Beltane was a fire festival, and the fires lit that day were thought to have magical and protective qualities. The name Beltane may come from Celtic Belotania, meaning bright fire. Beltane marks the start of summer and the day that cattle were driven out to summer pastures. A common ritual was to drive them between two fires to protect them from disease. Sitan in Scots Gaelic means beginning, and a second name for May in Manx is Toshacht Sauri. Toshacht meaning beginning, and Sauri meaning summer. May marks the start of the months of growth. The Romany name for May, on the other hand, is Parne Carasquero, 
month of the hawthorn, because of the great froth of hawthorn blossom that lines almost every field this month. This month, the vibrant lime green of the hedgerow is all but eclipsed by white froth. Hawthorn, the plant that dominates our hedgerows, is an explosive pure white flower. But then so is cow parsley, wayfaring tree and elder. It's a symphony of white. There is vibrant colour to be found too, though. Bluebells are at their peak, and they are joined by pink herb robert, acid green alexanders, purple dog violets and fat golden dandelions all along the hedgerow bottom. Large cabbage white, orange tip and holly blue butterflies visit them for nectar, while the overwintering population of red admiral butterflies is bolstered this month by a great influx of migrants fluttering over from mainland Europe. They mate and lay their eggs on the tips of the nettle leaves. Magpie moths are emerging, taking to the wing and laying eggs, and their larvae feast on young hawthorn leaves. Badger cubs come out and explore, sometimes even in the daytime. May is the beginning of the main hedgehog rutting season, though some will have started in April. Pygmy shrews, which live in tunnels beneath the hedgerow, and feed on beetles, caterpillars, worms and woodlice, are mating now and will produce the first of up to four litters in a month's time. Dormice finally emerge from hibernation this month though they will go back into a state of dormancy at the drop of a hat if there are food shortages or bad weather. They weave bark and leaves into a summer nest, high up in the hedgerow, emerging at night to forage for spring flowers. May Dew Tradition says that if you wash your face in the dew before sunrise on the 1st of May, you will have a flawless complexion all year. Young women used to stay out all night in woods and meadows on May Day Eve to catch it at dawn, though there is some suspicion that this might also have served as an excuse to get up to other things. Dew forms on blades of grass when the air is at dew point, saturated until any further cooling will result in water condensing into droplets. In spring, the ground is still holding on to the cold of winter, chilling the blades of grass that rise from it. And when the moisture-filled air meets the cold blades of grass, water clings. Autumn is also a dewy time of year. With the ground still heated after the summer, the dew is more likely to form on objects that are away from the ground but that are chilled by cold night air, such as spiderwebs strung between branches. Our charm of the month for May is primroses for the fairies. Belief in fairies was strong throughout the British Isles, well into the 19th century. We now think of fairies as winged, delicate, harmless little creatures, but the fairies of old were very much earthbound, and their dark side was strong. While they could bring luck and blessings, they were also fickle and easily angered, as well as being not at all averse to a bit of child kidnapping or, possibly worse, swapping in changelings for healthy children. Sources claim either the first three days of May or May Day Eve as the time when fairies' wicked tendencies were to the fore. Despite the title, Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, which has put about the idea that midsummer is when fairies and humans intermingle, is actually set on May Day Eve. They could be expected to make a foray to at least steal some butter, if not your actual firstborn. Primroses have a particular power against fairies and no fairy can pass them, 
so they should be scattered along the threshold during the first few days of this month. The full moon this month falls on the 11th. Some Algonquian tribes of North America call May's full moon the flower moon. And this is certainly a time of floral abundance in the countryside and gardens. The bees and butterflies will be out pollinating the flowers and making the most of the abundant nectar in the daytime, just as the moths will at night. As night comes to an end and dawn breaks, this is the time when the songbirds are at their most vocal, marking out their territories and impressing mates. The hedgerow is a cacophony as the full moon sets and the sun rises. It is a fertile time and a time for making babies. The medieval name for May's full moon was Mother's Moon, which may refer to the goddess Maya after whom May is named, and who was associated with midwives, motherhood and nursing. In the sky at night this month, there will be a close approach of Saturn and the Moon on the 4th. It will rise at 3.30 in the morning in the southeast and be visible until lost in the dawn at around 5am at an altitude of 10 degrees. On the 15th, there will be a close approach of a dim Mars and the Moon, visible in the dusk from around 9.30pm in the west. And on the 31st, there is another close approach of Saturn and the Moon, rising at 1.30 in the morning in the southeast and visible until lost in the dawn at around 4.30am. In May, look out for swallows, swifts and house martins. By late May, swifts are arriving for the summer from their winter home south of the Sahara, swallows from South Africa and house martins from equatorial Africa. All have predominantly aerial lifestyles and are beautiful to watch in our skies. They are often confused for each other, but are easy to tell apart once you know what to look for. Seen from below, a house martin has an entirely white body with a black head cap, wings and tail tip. The tail has a shallow crescent scoop. A swallow has a white underbody and marking on each wing and a red head. Its tail is deeply forked with long, elegant tines. Of the three, swifts are the most often seen over cities and suburbs. The swift's body and wings are brown all over and it has a deep scoop shape to its tail. It emits a distinctive, high-pitched, screeching cry. Day length. During the course of May, day length increases by 2 hours and 4 minutes to 17 hours and 30 minutes in Inverness and by 1 hour 23 minutes to 16 hours and 7 minutes in Padstow. Spring and Neap Tides The spring tides are the most extreme tides of the month, with the highest rises and falls, and the neap tides are the least extreme, with the smallest. Exact times vary around the coast, but expect them around the following dates. Spring tides, from the 12th to the 13th, and the 27th to the 29th, and neap tides from the 5th to the 6th, and the 20th to the 21st. Jack in the Green is nine feet tall, a dome of early summer foliage, beribboned and topped with a crown of flowers. On May Day in towns and cities throughout England, he is woken from his slumber, and once awake he dances through the streets, 
accompanied by chimney sweeps and by his attendants, the bogies, green-clad men and women, who play music, dance around him, and dab green on the noses of curious children. Once Jack has completed his procession, he is slain to release the spirit of summer. This strange tradition began in the 17th century in London as a working-class celebration of trades and of a day off. Milkmaids, who were probably continuing earlier Beltane traditions of the gathering at dawn of spring flowers and the music and dancing, decorated their pails on May Day with silver cups, flowers and ribbons, and then went from house to house wearing them on their heads and dancing for pennies. May Day was also Chimney Sweeps Day, and the sweeps started competing with the milkmaids. The result was ever bigger displays of foliage, flowers and silver to encourage tips until the foliage covered them completely and the tradition of Jack in the Green was born. This spread through the towns and cities of the south of England, but by the late 1800s it was strongly disapproved of and given almost entirely negative press as its raucous, noisy, working-class fun clashed with Victorian sensibilities. It eventually died out in favour of more genteel May Day traditions. The growing interest in Morris dancing in the 1970s and the Labour government's introduction of the May Day bank holiday combined to spark a revival, and Jack in the Green is now seen in many towns and cities. The revival has morphed the tradition back into something more pagan and mystical, bringing at least a little of its original bawdiness, along with a welcome celebration of the rebirth and renewal of early summer. Garden Meditation There is no better month than May to take your five-minute meditation at dawn. Slip out and sit or stand quietly and you'll be serenaded by the most beautiful chorus of song. The blackbirds, robins, wrens, thrushes and finches are defending territory and attracting mates and dawn is when the air is at its stillest and so the song carries furthest to reach the most beautiful birds who may be hanging out a few streets away. Think about all the bird activity that will be hidden in the hedges and trees of your neighbourhood over the coming months. Birds choosing each other, nests being sculpted and lined, little speckled eggs being laid and nurtured, and then, just a couple of weeks later, chicks being born. Look at the soft froth of new growth and hawthorn blossom that covers the trees and hedges now. Think about where that came from, how that potential was held deep inside the plant all winter. Note how young and vibrant it is, lime green, perfect and untouched. Observe how fleeting all of the flowers of May are, the lilacs, bluebells and blossom, and appreciate them in this, their brief moment. Thank you for listening to this month's episode. If you've enjoyed listening, please do like and subscribe. All episodes are released on the first of each month. You can read more about the year ahead in my book, The Almanac, A Seasonal Guide to 2021, available in all good bookshops. This podcast has been brought to you by Fern. 
Fern is a natural fragrance maker based in Somerset. Working with the rhythms of the seasons, they blend, barrel age and bottle four fragrances a year, released at the equinoxes and solstices. Each fragrance is made to order for the names on the Fern production ledger. To join the ledger and find out more, visit www.fern.co.